0: Afternoon. Welcome to episode 17 of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet podcast. So nice to have you with us. Uh, As always, I am still Michael. I'm Kent. I'm Ethan. I'm Brian. And we have a special guest with us uh, this afternoon. Please, would you care to introduce yourself?
1: I'm Cody.
2: Somebody's wife. Somebody's wife. You have to guess Somebody. One one member of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet is married to Cowdy, and it will be a mystery. Will, this will be like, I haven't listened to the podcast, the serial. If hey, you listen to that, it's yeah, like uh, they un, unveil a mystery or something, they dig into some real life topic, and at the end of it, there's some uh, big reveal or something. Uh, so that'll be our big mystery. Who's married
0: to Cowdy? <laughs> Are you
1: sure we're going
0: to do that? No, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> So for today's episode, um, I thought it might be interesting, I had a a request actually from one of our our regular listeners uh, to give a little bit more background information about each of us as individuals. Uh, We've talked on the podcast before about uh, how we kind of got started as a group and we talk about some of our collective goals and collective interests, Uh, but it occurs that perhaps there might be some interest in knowing about us as individuals. And mm-hmm. so all your all your questions will be will be answered, except for the one who is married to Coyote.
1: So this
2: is like the origin story, episode, like how the superheroes got their powers.
0: Those never go that well on those movies. Hope what? this one goes better. <laughs> Why? <What are the laughs> like, like isn't like Wolverine like the origin story that never that everybody
2: hated. <laughs> Maybe that's the only one.
0: I haven't seen that. Well,
2: Batman Begins was good. Yeah, that was yeah, good. The two origin stories for Superman have been pretty good. Were they? Sort the of. Man of Steel, but the origin part of Man of Steel was good.
0: The rest of it was kind of. Cool. That's, the, the, X- most, uh, you know that's when the most favorably man. I've ever heard you speak of those Superman movies. Oh no, no, the first Superman movies are great. You well, know, you're talking about Christopher Reeves. Reeves. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are those yeah. the first Superman
2: movies? Right. And then there's um, the one that came yeah. out just a couple of years ago called Grand Man of Steel. Steel. Yeah. And that one mostly was meh. But I, I liked a, a, a fair amount of the origin story part of it. I guess they, they showed a lot of Krypton. That was kind of cool. You never get to see Krypton. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And... X-Men first
0: class was also that was good. Great. That was good. Okay, maybe I'm just thinking of Wolverine. So and every other <laughs> origin story is amazing. <laughs> so Ethan, where do you come from? <laughs> what moves uh, you?
3: Oh, <laughs> where do I come from and what moves me? I don't know. Uh, I come from Krypton. Uh, <laughs> I come from pretty much Colorado. I moved here when I was six, so From where? Uh, from New Mexico. You you were born in New in Mexico? Mexico. I was born in Ann Arbor, Michigan, moved to New Mexico when I was three, and then moved here when I was six. Wow. Whoa. So I'm learning things yeah. already. Well. You've been <laughs> in Littleton ever since, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what, were, what,
2: what were your parents doing that they started so, in Michigan and then went to New Mexico? When well, got out of- my mom applied for
3: University of um, Michigan to get her master's degree in vocal performance. So she wanted to study with, with some people there. Was she already married
1: by
2: that point?
3: Yeah. So they, um, she was married, and then my dad was going to um, respiratory therapy school. So, yeah. What is that? Yeah. It's, uh, it's all about how you breathe, and specifically he was looking at it in the context of like sleeping, so sleep apnea and things like
2: that. Is that they actually, how they met? Like your mom needed to develop her lungs as a singer.
0: <laughs> <and> then... <laughs> I was about to say, this, it, it, it's like the the perfect union for creating a bassoonist. You've got <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> a vocalist, someone who sings, and you've got someone who thinks about breathing. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, didn't I didn't really should. make that connection, but yeah. To be no surprise that here we have Ethan. There we go. Yeah.
3: So. So wait a minute, they met where? So they, they met, they were actually friends um, at school at BYU for um, before they kind of got together um, as a couple. And then my dad worked in San Francisco for a while. Um, was it San Francisco? That doesn't sound right. Sacramento. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> Two very different times.
3: <laughs> so he was working in California <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, and then I think um, I think it was my dad just called up my mom and just said, "Hey, what do you think about getting married?" <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and she no. was really mad at him for a while. <laughs> How romantic! Yeah, <laughs> she was mad at him for a while, and then they got married. <laughs> you know, there's probably some stuff in between there. <laughs> and details.
1: That's that's for the so, prequel origin story, <laughs> right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs>
3: the genealogical
2: origins yeah um that's fantastic yeah. yeah so uh so there we go so they were so they, in two very different parts of the country he was in sacramento and she was for a little while yeah for like a year um where was she at that point and she was where was she on the phone she was in salt lake <laughs> So she's, like, standing in the kitchen on the phone in Salt Lake City. and <laughs> he calls up from California. Yeah, I don't know if she would
3: be in Salt Lake or in Idaho, because they're both from from different towns in Idaho. So mm. I don't know if she was at home at that point with her parents or in school, but... Yeah. So then for so, grad school, she went to Michigan. Yep, yep.
2: Studied uh, vocal performance. And were, they, were they married at that point? Yeah, at that point, so... So he was also in Michigan?
3: Yeah, and he was finishing... He had done like an associate's degree, I think, and was finishing like a bachelor's in, in respiratory therapy while well, that was all going on. So, so yeah, that happened. And then I think I, my mom kind of started, um, she started a dinner theater company type thing mm. and
0: did that for a little while. That's kind of awesome. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. And my dad sort of did like the grant writing for it and stuff like that. So, So, that got...
0: How
2: come you didn't mention this <laughs> a year ago when I'm like, oh my god, we got to write so many grants for this project we're doing? How come you're not like, oh, I know who can help? My dad's an well, expert in this stuff. Whoops. Yeah. Whoops.
3: Right. whoops. So yeah. Anyway, so that happened, and then my mom actually got some offers to like tour Europe and stuff and be an opera star, and then she really? had kids. So. <laughs> <Jeez Louise. laughs> So I mean what uh, you've done Ethan, you've grown I, I know, ruined your life. No, I've ruined my mom's life.
1: Grandma right?
3: My grandma's mom was kind of a a locally famous um, piano player and played in a big band. Yeah. And yeah. she was like had this really amazing ear and just sort of played everything she heard, um, and never knew how to read music or anything. Yeah. Um and so they she started this old time fiddlers festival that is still going on
2: where right now in Idaho. So do
3: you know what the name of her band was? Mm, oh, I'll have to find that out. I can't remember. So so that's
0: your mom went to school at the University of Michigan. It it so happens that uh, the four of us met uh, while studying with someone who went to the University of Michigan. Is it conceivable that these timelines Whoa. intersect? Whoa. Oh, snap. Or is that not really very realistic? Oh, man. Probably
3: not. I don't know. I don't know for sure but I don't think so
2: Hmm.
3: yeah Hmm. I don't think they would intersect
0: that would make for a really good origin story that would
3: be that would be pretty awesome
2: This episode of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet Podcast is brought to you by Forrest's
0: Music and Barton Kane. Do you have any students that have used Barton Kane?
1: Yeah, like I am teaching at the University of Wyoming, and they love it, because it's easy, simple, they just scrape the tip, a little bit, working for the, you know, like, front side of the tip, that's it, so they, you know, hire so much time, and now, like, they can read your work on a real read they it
2: it's easy, it's simple, it's high quality. It's bartoncane.com. Forest Music has everything you need to play a double reed instrument. And if you're friends with a double reed player, that's the place to go for Christmas gifts, birthday gifts, random gifts, Valentine's Day is coming up. You want to sweep somebody off their feet, you get them from The Opposite Shore the first Boulder Bassoon Quartet album available at Forrest's Music.
0: We've got ourselves caught up to the point where you were begat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then what happened?
3: Yep, then we moved to Rio Rancho, New Mexico. And is that, uh, where
0: is that in relation that, to the that large cities? That is about an hour south of Albuquerque. So, hmm. yeah. So then does that put it so, near Las Cruces? I'm trying to think of my New Mexico geography. I think so, I, Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like, I was three.
3: <laughs> I, was, I was three. Okay. And I, I cared more about stepping on
0: anthills. So, um, um, music. When did yeah. you decide, uh, even for a passing fleeting interest in music, when did you decide to kind of start figuring it out?
3: Yeah. Well, I took piano uh, for a couple years, and my mom taught me piano, and uh, in sixth grade, uh, or going into sixth grade, I inherited a saxophone from my grandfather um, on my dad's side. And so he was, that was kind of the spark was basically, okay, this is a, a saxophone from the 1920s. It was actually in a big fire and somehow survived, but it oh, was wow. just totally trashed. So. Um, my parents were like, "Okay, we'll pay to get it fixed up, but now you have to
0: play saxophone in <laughs> high school." So, because there was and no like, said, shows what you know. I'm going to play bassoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. that's more logical.
3: <laughs> well, so I played saxophone through middle school, and then uh, and then my saxophone teacher actually recommended I play bassoon because that's where that's where all the money is. <laughs> 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 <Whoops>. <laughs>
1: Is your saxophone so, teacher still around? <clears throat> think,
3: yeah, he is. He's um, Chuck Florian. He's still uh, teaching,
2: I think, in Littleton. Hmm. So, yeah. so do you ever go out to him and you say, like, Man, you owe me a lot of money? <laughs> 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 yeah, I, should, I still need to do that.
0: Wrong advice. So when band directors <sighs> come and recommend that you play bassoon, what are their usual excuses or reasons? How did you get <laughs> sold?
3: Well, in this case it was a private teacher. So it was a little. I think it was a little easier for him to sell me on it for, in that respect because I'd already taken lessons from him for three years.
2: But that's and, that's pretty and, weird because yeah. he's talking himself out of money.
3: That's right. It was it was actually very. Um, my mom kind of pointed that out later. How that was actually really um, nice of him to you know know that he could have had a student for a lot longer and say yeah. that hey if you want scholarships to college you know yeah. you should probably play bassoon. Mm-hmm.
0: So see how, does he he, how does he recognize a potential bassoonist and a saxophone student? What is he looking for? Weirdness.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> I, large I hands. Think, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just smart. I'm not. I'm sorry, but... <laughs> but when I I'm see it, you know, like, the saxophone kids either, like, they just want to play the jazz stuff, having fun, but don't think about it, and being cool. But the other hand is that there's a really smart one, really well thought, and just always like a creative practice and stuff, and if I see somebody like that, yeah, you know. Maybe if they
2: play with good taste, (laughs) because it's so easy to sound so ugly on a saxophone, so maybe if they're trying to sound musical and have a nice tone, uh, then the the teacher's like,
3: I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh
1: yeah,
3: so, so the saxophone teacher... Um, had some connection to somebody who decided to play bassoon after he had taught her, and she was just going off to college and was getting scholarships everywhere she went, and so I think that was part of why he thought, oh man, this, maybe this is a good idea, and she was also selling her bassoon at the time, so he thought, oh maybe he'll mm-hmm. he'll get her old bassoon and yeah, so
2: Bye. so he uh, right away started taking lessons with Yoshi.
3: No there was um there was a good two years there that I took from Debbie Torp, um, oh, because really? actually um yeah, uh, I, I initially started and just sort of tried to figure things out, and then um, that didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> still isn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I started taking from Debbie Torp because our band director actually hired um, her to come once a week and like teach all the bassoons.
1: That's cool. So
3: it was really cool, yeah. So then I just started taking from her as
2: pri- a private teacher as well. So at what point did you start thinking like, "Yeah, I think I'll major in this in college"?
3: <laughs> that was actually, it was probably about freshman year that I was thinking, "Okay, like, I could, I could do this for college." Freshman year of high school. Yeah.
1: Wow! Yeah. Wow! How
0: forward thinking of you.
3: it was yeah. well, because that was the whole the whole one of the one of the big reasons to say, "Hey, try out bassoon, and if you like it, yeah. Yeah. you know, maybe you can do this yeah. in college." Scott. So it, the seed was there from very early on, but, um, so it was pretty much going to be something in music. I just wasn't real decided on, you know, whether I wanted to be, a high school director or something else.
1: Did you apply out CU?
3: Yeah, I applied to DU, UNC, and, um, yeah, that was about it. I, I was considering some of the bigger, like, Oberlin and stuff like that, but, yeah. Well, there you go. So there we and go. so,
0: we've got the origins, um... What about what moves you? Oh, <laughs> I, okay, so uh, I'll try to rephrase the question. What makes you yearn? <laughs> what? Are you making fun of me right now? Oh, no, no. I actually ask that question in my music appreciation classes when yeah, we're talking about well, romanticism. How's that go, Mike? What? It gets very peculiar looks and they yeah. laugh at me. I don't People think file you- reports. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to report to my teacher. I guess our listeners would like to know, do you have any particular philosophy on how the bassoon fits into your life at this point? Because you are not um, a fully professional bassoonist, right? even right. though you do engage in professional opportunities. Sure. Um,
3: so yeah, so that's a good question. Uh, it's kind of morphed between, between different things. Um, I think when I was going into college, it was all about, this is fun, it's interesting, I seem to be, you know, decent enough at it, so it seems like a good thing to do. Um, and then in college, you kind of start deconstructing it and trying to piece it back together after that was an interesting experience, but now it's it's somewhat come back to that uh, as just, you know, it's something that's fun and interesting and it's challenging. So. I think it used to be very much like more for the pure art artistry of it mm. and um, like yeah, how it makes you feel, how it makes you other people feel and then you deconstruct it and now it can be, um, I think a combination of those two things both like the business side and the, the technique and the challenge of the, all of that and the fact that I think there's something important to music as a whole and, and bassoon is one way to express that
0: Well, you're wrong. Uh, That's all It's funny to me that you accuse me of being the cynic in the group. Well, I never said that. Yeah, you did in the episode where we were talking about our favorite Christmas movies. Uh, (laughs) And so, random question of the afternoon, Ethan. Can you choose one piece of chamber music involving bassoon that isn't a bassoon quartet that you find interesting or cool? Um, I really liked the Poulenc. Um, which one? Both, both actually the
3: Poulenc trio and duo. So there's the there's the duo for bassoon and clarinet, which I played, and that was really cool oh, yeah. and interesting. It's a good piece. Super hard,
1: yeah.
3: um, but fun. And the, and then the Poulenc trio was really fun
0: too. Um, bassoon, oboe, and piano. Yeah, yeah bassoon, oboe, and piano. So these are both so. pieces by the French composer Francis Poulenc. P-O-U? Francis. Is that Francois? not right? Francois? Francis? I think Francis. I think it's Francis. It's Watch Ron. me be wrong. It's, it's probably <laughs> Gerald.
1: <laughs> um, Gerald.
0: Gerald Poulenc. Uh, P-O-U-L-E-N-C. Yeah. And yeah, I'll agree. Both of those are, are very, very nice pieces. Huge piano part in the trio yeah. for piano, oboe, and bassoon. Yep. Yeah. Very beautiful.
2: All right, one last thing what's, uh, well, what's your family think about
3: this horrible mess I've made yeah. in my life?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Well, you know when your mom majors in music and gets a master's degree in it, y- you can't really have too much pushback uh, when I, when <laughs> girl, right? So did she
2: along the way was she always offering you like insightful advice and oh, for college you'd be sure to do this and that and,
3: um my parents raised me with, with a, one of the things they really emphasized was like critical thinking and choosing things for yourself so I think that was a big that was probably a part of the reason I didn't feel anything was like particularly emphasized it was just you know whatever you want to do is good and then of course you know they were very supportive of it throughout college and, and stuff like that but I don't, I don't think there was ever like a, a push to do one thing or
2: the other alright well there you have it oh one last thing who's gonna win the Super Bowl tomorrow we're recording this the day before America's Greatest Holiday so <laughs> no Patrick please no no who's, who's, no. who's, who's gonna win the Super Bowl uh, the Broncos <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I hate Seattle less so I'm gonna go with Seattle Michael I suppose that my pick is I suppose Seattle is going to pull it out but I expect it to be a close game.
2: Well, I'm definitely rooting against the Patriots, as always.
0: So, go Bills. (laughs) Okay, so thanks for tuning in, and um, be sure to come back next week for more breathtaking analysis of the origins (laughs) of one of our other members.
2: All right, to wrap this up, let's listen to one of these Pulanke pieces.
1: (音楽) . (音楽) ¶¶¶¶